We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romumu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Good morning, everyone. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Good morning. We are, if you are holding or have a red, Hamash red, Bible, please turn to your Hamash page 1015, 1015. This Parsha is read every year right after Kishadah. This is the reading of the Bible that always corresponds with the weekend or the Shabbat after the Saturday day of the Jewish calendar, Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av. It's the Shabbat that kind of acts as an envelope to a week that saw us on the ground mourning destruction and the temples and other calamities, and also saw us rise up for the full moon celebration of love on the 15th of Av, known as Tubav. It might strike you all as perfectly Jewish in the sense that time in our calendar is structured in such a way that we would rise and fall, or fall and then rise. Right? After the fall and destruction of Jerusalem, or any other Jewish calamity, there is, of course, the power that comes six days later with the full moon to rise again and keep rising. Even when things have been difficult, things have been broken, to continue to show up over and over again for the sake of love, as if the answer always to destruction and to suffering is love. Love as a powerful antidote. Love as the consistent response to right? love, love, love. Right? What do you do after love? What do you do before love? And of course, the holiday of love, therefore, always takes place within the week where we will read in the parsha in the middle of the portion about the Shema. Think about that in terms of our liturgy, the Siddur that we just read from. The rabbis always have a love prayer before the Shema. Well, in time it happens the same way. There's a love holiday for the reading of the Shema in the temples around the world every year. Just as we will read the Shema, not this morning, but it is read in this parsha when we read the entirety of the parsha, we read the third of it. The Shema in chapter 6 of this parsha, verse 4. So there is a holiday of love that precedes it. So many things are happening in this morning's reading that have to do with comfort. Because not only do we read this parsha right on the Shabbat after Tisha B'Av, but of course this Shabbat is called Shabbat Nachem. The Shabbat always after Tisha B'Av gets its name from the prophetic reading, which is also read, in which the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, he of course didn't have chapters, but we have chapters. But the prophet Isaiah said at the beginning of chapter 40, Nachemu Nachemu Ami. Comfort be comforted, my people. So this Shabbat has always been known as the Shabbat of being comforted. So there are many things within the parsha that itself, within the portion within the middle of reading, that are themselves comforting. We'll read where we begin in our reading this morning is the reading of the Aserah that brought the ten utterances at the moment of revelation at Sinai. So let's just take that. Revelation is comforting. 
it's also destabilizing. It's both comforting and discomforting. It's both something that we long for, but then when it happens, we're not always sure we want. And so part and parcel of being comforted is recognizing the ways that we get in the way of revelation. The ways that we ourselves are the obstacles to revelation. And it happens in a profound way that, for me, speaks to me this morning, and I want to just bring you into this. So if you're in again in the Chumash, in the it's time on page 1015, we'll begin with verse 1 in chapter 5. By Yikram Moshe of Kol Yisrael. And Moses called all of the Israelites. By Yomar Alehem, Shema Yisrael. Right? It's not our Shema in chapter 6. It's not the first Shema Yisrael. This is the, right? You see this? Chapter 5, verse 1, where Moses says, Shema Yisrael. So, what we normally say, Shema, is not a prayer. It's basically a really good teacher going, Shema Yonah. Like, listen, Yonah, listen. Shema Yisrael is Moses, the great orator, the great teacher, saying, hey, hey listen up. Israel. Shmaiser. So listen, Israel. Obey Israel. Etachukim, etachishpachim. Asher anochi dover goazdechem. That I am giving in your ear today. Ulemaditem otam ushmatem lasutam. Study them and observe them faithfully. Adonai ohinu karatim arabit bechoreh. We have been cut into a covenant. There's been a covenant cut with us. The deal is cut. In a place called Chorej. Moses says that covenant wasn't just with them. They signed on for all of us. Right? All of you hear Moses speaking to the next generation of Israelites who were not standing at Sinai, saying, all of you were there. God spoke to you face to face. Alma mountain, out of fire. And then verse 5, which is where I wanted to come in for landing here. And I stood there between you and God. To give you the word of God. When you were afraid, of the fire, and you did not, therefore, ascend the mountain. This verse 5 in our tradition becomes a very important teaching. There are many of you who have ever studied the writings of the Hasidic masters, the great group of spiritual revivalists in the 18th, 19th, and now 21st century. They've always focused on this verse. Verse 5 again, I, Anochi, can everybody say that word? One more time, everybody together. I, which means I. It's the great I. That I, who is it referring to in verse 5? Anochi like I, Moses speaking, I stood between you and God, and I, I, Anochi, acted as a buffer between the two of you. Right? You guys were terrified, it was scary, licensed. He said, no, 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 you go talk to God, not me. But 
But for the Hasidic masters here, this Anoki actually becomes not Moses' Anoki. It's not Moses saying I, but every I. The Hasidic masters who are playfully misreading this text, right? They're taking the text a little bit out of context. The text is talking about Moses. Moses says, I stood there between the two of you. I mediated. But the Magdalene message in the name of Hashem Tov and others said that the Anoch is what stands between us and God. Not just the I of Moses, but the I in general. The ego, the self, the inflated self. That here Moses is speaking to each and every one of us. And those of you who were not here last night, many of you are guests here. You might have been looking at these beautiful, if you know what they are, pieces of art, what are they? These posters. This is the work of an artist who is in residence at Rome called Yael, her name is Yael Tanarek. And she has been regendering the Torah. She's an Israeli artist who lives here in America, in New York, and she's been taking the entire Torah and shifting the genders. Not just of God, but of all of gender. Of course, the Torah and all people are gender is deeply binary. She's made a Torah where the God is not Yehovah with a Yud, which is the masculine, but Tehovah. And she began to feel, as she rejected the Torah, that when the Torah spoke in the directive, right, and in its gender language spoke to men, she all of a sudden, as a woman, was reading the text, and in this first, or the second poster here from the right, when God in the book of Exodus says to those who are making the tabernacle, and you will make, of course, as a woman reading it, it was never the, it wasn't the feminine grammatical form. She never felt called by it. And then all of a sudden she regenerated and it said, and you will make these patterns or settings of gold and it was like you was her. And so now Moses here in the story of the Asserted Road, this moment before Revelation says, I know the Omeid, I stood between you and God. And the Hasidic masters say, the eye here is not Moses' eye alone. It is every eye in every generation is the very obstacle, the resistance, the thing, the masach hamabil, to use the language of the Magi. The masach hamabil is the curtain that stands between us and receiving revelation. So I'm going to open this up now because we call this part of our Torah portion the open up. But we open it up for you, take that in, and then for you to speak Torah in this moment. What does that mean for you? You can't get it wrong. And just want to sit with that. What is the eye that gets in the way of knowing something that you need to know? Now, maybe I'll start off with an example. I'll give you an example. I know for myself that one of the anokhis, one of the eyes that stands in the way of me and being able to receive a piece of knowing or revelation that is deeply important for me is the eye that says, oh, that's not me. I can never do that. So my anokhi is, I have an image of myself. And that image of myself then impedes, it resists, it kind of, it sees something that I might otherwise be drawn to and say, oh, who, me? That's, I'm not the one who does that. I'm not the one who. You can fill in your own blanks, so you don't have to get too personal here. And that I, that reified, ossified sense of, oh, I who I am, I'm an old dog, don't teach me any new tricks. I want to offer that as my open up personally. And then by you, what might be 
your understanding of there's an I that stands between you and hearing what you need to hear, doing what you need to do, seeing what you need to see, hearing. Go. In the back. So can you stand up and speak? So the unprocessed grief is the I that stands, as it were, between you and hearing what you need to hear. The revelation of the moment is, as it were, bought right. by unprocessed grief. Go ahead. It's the voice that hasn't been heard. There's a standing eye that stands between us and what we need to know. What is that for you? Yes, you stand up just. Well, for me, I think it's fear. It's fear. Fear, fear that I won't, I won't succeed, you know, that it's wrong, that I won't do it. So it's the I know he is, I'm afraid. And like he is in the story, that fear is what stands between us, right? So the story becomes deeply psychological. There's a fear. And the Anochi stands there between. The Anochi is fear. Anyone else? Okay. So for me, it's fear of the Sahara uh, getting in the way of what I hear and always being afraid of that. So for body, it's the Yitzhara, which is the evil information, where it's the kind of unskillful voices in our minds, hearts, you know, our self that gets in the way. It's a, that gets in the way of hearing what um, I really know deep down is true. So there's a part of you, and you're speaking for a lot of people here, that says, I know what the truth is over there, but I don't want to hear it. I don't That's want to hear it. it. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the truth. Want to know the truth. You can't handle the truth. I, I can't handle the truth. Okay. Truth is too scary. I'm sure nobody here can resonate with any of this, so I'm just waiting for, for something that everybody can appreciate. I know that each one is so individual and unique. Yes, can So the eye that stands between us and hearing truth is the eye that can't handle disappointing others. Yeah, I feel responsible. I can't disappoint anybody, therefore. I don't want to stand at Sinai. Sinai is speaking to me at every moment. And I, the I, says, if I hear that, I will disappoint someone. Rather not hear that. I'm going to close it up so that I don't disappoint someone else. Right. I see. I see the So it gets in the way, fear and of disappointing another gets in the way of really seeing uh, you know, the other side of the point. Right? The others whom you might serve, and it has you might opportunity focus on the ones focusing on the ones who you will disappoint. That's also Torah. Deep Torah. Anochi I stand. Here, I'm going to try one on for you guys. How about the eye that can't be wrong? Any managers, CEOs, executives, anybody that has responsibility for a large number of employees or people who work for you or people who look up to you because you are the one who knows, 
Is there an I in the house? Is there an I in the house? It says, I am seen as the one who knows, and so therefore I can't show that I don't know. And so I stand before and between not knowing and knowing. It's a show of hands. Has anybody ever experienced that in their life or recently? One, two, maybe some people. So there the Anochi Omei is, I can't be wrong. The one, I'm the one who can't be wrong. And so someone who can't be wrong can't receive revelation. Okay. Any more? Any more Anochis in the house? Any more eyes that stand between us and receiving the Yes? My blind falls with a friend, I'm a bad person. So there's one who says, if I find fault with a friend, then you're a bad person. And that stands between you, that I, that says sometimes it's really important to be able to see someone else's faults for what they are. So you can't allow yourself to really accurately judge someone that might actually benefit them because I'll be a bad person. Which doesn't usually help because you still judge them and then can't help them. <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, over. So the safety, so, so someone's safety. Yeah. And even though like my friends could listen to them and still talk to them, but actually I was protecting them because you never know. Beautiful. So here's the thing. There's another anarchy that we're about to read. It's the first word of the ten commandments, the ten utterances. When God uses that anarchy, it's different, right? It's I am the Lord of God who declared it. And so these two anochis, which is really, I think, at the heart of this Torah, these two I am's are often, not always, but often at odds. And by that I don't mean some fundamentalist or some radical, I know what the voice of God means at any moment, because we know what that usually leads to. But the I am, where, where our own commitment to being right, our own commitment to our own absolute power, sovereignty, knowing, our own position itself leaves little room for the anarchy of what we call the divine anarchy. The anarchy that's a little bit more open, that's more, that's bigger than each and every one of us individually. The I am that reifies itself and has a hard time making room for a different I am. I am the one who took you from Egypt. So for this morning's open up, I want to invite forward for the first Aliyah. As we prepare to receive the first of the Assyrian wrote, a blessing to be able to not only work with the I am, but clearly in this room there's a need also to identify what is the I, the place in the self, the place in our communities and in our nation potentially, where the ego is so prominent and so lacking porousness that it blocks our ability to hear, to see, to know, to arise, no revelation. There is a warning from the Rebbe's, from the teachers of our tradition, that to the extent that the individual self is so cemented and so, it's so worshipped. We live in a generation where every I is before everything. I like to say that there's iPhone 
iPad, iWatch, iTunes, idols. That there's a reification of the I. We live in a country that to some extent, right, we struggle with what it is to hear a voice that's stronger than the voice of the I. To hear a stronger voice, right, to not, and to balance those two between the collective voice that loses the individual voices and the emotions that care less about the collective voice. As long as we're comfortable, as long as Amazon delivers to our doorstep, we'll be okay. Isn't it wild to think of Amazon as a jungle? <laughs> An Amazon nation. The rules of the jungle, every man, every woman, everything, right, for itself, survival at all costs. The power of the Anochi in this moment is to say that there is a way that when I quiet the eye, I might be a bigger eye. An eye that each one uses that says, I am. The first Aliyah, if that speaks to you and you'd like to stay with your at this point, I invite you to come forward to receive that blessing and to hear those words, the Anokhi, the eye that stands between and blocks. Please come forward for that.